Welcome to the ByteRabbit WebXR podcast, where we talk about AR and VR on the web. My name is Jonathan. I co-founded ByteRabbit and founded Wonderland Engine. My name is Florian, and I am the co-founder of WhiteRabbit and a WebXR developer at Construct Arcade. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the White Rabbit podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we got a lovely guest from the WebXR community. Please welcome Elia Ducheski, aka Pipo. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, all. Nice to have you here. I mean, you've been a long-term like member of the community, like probably one of the <laughs> earliest there. So I'm yes. super honored to have you on the podcast here as well now. I am also honored to, to be here. We're probably going to talk about your new game, right? Yes, yes. I hope there is a lot to talk about that. Elia, so about your new game, what made you make the game? Just off the bat, let's just start with the game. Mm -hmm. So I I started my journey with WebXR like uh, it's almost here and a half ago. And at the start, I just wanted to toy around. I really, I really liked the idea to uh, dive in, in VR and especially um, on the browser because it reminded me of the Flash game era that I loved. I really liked the idea to be, be a part of this new wave of games on the web. Initially, uh, if I to be honest, the game was the game I had in mind to to create was not Mr. Not Enough is Enough was another one uh, that may be released in uh, in the future, and I, I thought that that it would have been a game too complex, and and so I I said like I will do a simpler games, uh, and it, it turned out to be Mr. Not Enough is Enough that. It was not really simple at all to make, uh, but I'm I'm pretty happy to have done it. And why why I've decided to do this the way it is? This is uh, a game I've made. First, I I really wanted um, to to create a game that felt very very polished, that felt like a complete experience on on the WebXR, where a, a lot of the game or experience that are are available right now are either um sort of prototype or very very focused on the gameplay alone and not on the overall experience and the immersion of the player in in the uh, in the game itself that i think it's one of the best thing about vr the immersion not just the uh, interaction um Another thing is um, this game is also um, a sort of way for me to deal with uh, things that happened in in my life. Uh, that's that's why it may feel a bit uh, personal if you play it. Um, it's what it, this is what drives me usually to create experience. It it really is a, for me a way to express my feelings. Interesting. For our listeners, if you would like to try out Ilya's game, it's available right now on constructarcade.com and uh, self-plug. But going back to your uh, history as a game developer, uh, you also have like made a ton of 2D games before you came into WebXR, right? Um, among, one, among them, a prequel to your WebXR game. Uh, could you tell us about your uh, games on your itch.io page? Yes, as you say, I've made a bunch of them, maybe not that much. And uh, if I have to be honest, no one of them is uh, has 
get has got any attention from from anyone that they are they've really a low uh, play count um, maybe one of the best one was not enough that is the game that uh, works as a prequel or as the first entry in the uh, not enough series you could say like that where mr not enough is enough is uh, of course a sequel that was a game i made for a game jam in it was like 2020 and i think it's a pretty nice game that's very short so if you want to try it out uh, i i think you will have a bit of fun without it's like 15 minutes uh, the other games uh, they are mostly i've mostly created them during game jam 2 uh, which i really really recommend for something for someone who is starting out because it's very very fun it really makes you do something and if you do it with someone else it's a very very funny experience also like um, if you know ludum there that's one of the main uh, game gem um, that that are out it's really mm -hmm. also a nice way to have feedbacks and to uh, understand how to give feedbacks because it's what you have to do to um, to participate i i also some other games like dave's album or egypto that have been made uh, not for game jam but because i wanted to dave's album was for um, a project in my master exam but i really really liked to to make it uh, they are a bit longer uh, and i are also games that i made to uh, a bit express myself even if i was younger so my my experience with uh, with game design was not as good as it could be now and sometimes when i go back to play the, the games i i i i sort of face palm myself because because of some decision i i have, have done but i'm i'm really really attached to 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 them yeah i know i know that feeling of uh how your old content just um, <laughs> you know <laughs> underwhelms you in certain areas especially uh if I look at, like, graphic-wise, what I made back in the day with Barista Express, for example, it was all, you know, I modeled everything. It, like, it's blocky. It's it's not that pretty. And now it's, you know, we make Boulder World, which is, like, everything is textured and you climb on stuff. And, um, it I don't really think Barista nice. Express is, is that bad. Honestly, I thought that they were uh, both assets, so... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely achieved the level of polish that you set out to achieve with uh, Mr. Not Enough is Enough, right? Um, it feels like such a well-rounded experience from front to back. I like played the entire thing because I was super interested in what you've been working on for quite a while, right? Um, do you want to describe a bit the development progress? Because I think... Um, what is very remarkable is how much attention you put into detail here. Mm. So um, maybe this is a, a question that will be split in how I develop my code, my the, the real game, and how I think about the design of it. And um, for the design part, when when a game like this uh, that's really really um, a way to express myself comes out. It's hard for me to um, control this. It's it's really something that from day to day 
something comes out from me and I try to grab, grab, grab that feelings and convert it into an, an idea. It's, it's really something that I love, but uh, may also not be reliable. So let, let's say it's not easy for me to do a game like to from out of the blue because, because I can't control this uh, kind of uh, creativity. But um, the, the attention to detail is a, a bit different. I, I really, really like uh, the experience that I make to feel like um, a mysterious world you, you find yourself in, that it's not just like the gameplay, it's really like about exploring. Uh, and this does not mean it must be a platform game because Mr. Not is completely, it's just a throwing game. It's, it's not platform, you can't even move. But to me, it feels like a game you, you explore, even, even if, you, if you never move. And that's, that's uh, what drives me most. And when it's where I uh, focus my attention and why there are so many details, because I think the details is what makes a thing comes, comes alive. It was, it, it was make it feels uh, a, a really a world where you can immerse yourself and not just uh, a game to play. Yeah, for sure. My favorite little detail is definitely spoilers, spoiler warning. Please play play <laughs> the game for yourself. But the the mirror is amazing. <laughs> leave that as a cliff there. Yes, yes. I really, really like that the item. I think um, it's it's either a thing, a good Easter egg, like a surprising thing, but absolutely, it it also has a sort of deep meaning to it. And I think it's the kind of thing that can makes you realize uh, what the game can be about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, is so cool. Absolutely. Thank you, Elia. I would like to go back to a bit of your background here. Um, you come from a professional game development background, um, working at Ubisoft. And um, what would you say was one of the lessons that you brought to WebXR development? Um, from your game development uh, experience from your past or from university, if you want to talk about. If you are talking about Ubisoft, it was really, really a great experience uh, to learn about game development overall, because prior to that, I really, really was just going my way, trying to find a game, to, to create a game just by like sixth sense, like, okay, I, I will do things and hope they will work. But working in the industry um, make me met a lot of people that uh, have passion for like 3D modeling, animation, all, only game design and other gameplay programmer. And it was really, really a fundamental experience for me to um, get an eye on every, every field. And also it was important for me to understand that I didn't want to be a programmer, but a game developer, a, a game developer overall that I really, really liked all the process about game developing. For me, it was, it, it's really an important step in my, um, in my game development, uh, career, let's say. And I, I really think that, uh, um, it's not like a must, it really relies on you and your path, but, uh, two, three years in the field, in a good in a good industry, maybe a big one can really really uh, make you understand how things work and also mm -hmm. help you uh, manage your projects. I, I, it it was really really good. But you also have to to um, 
get benefit from it because if you just stay there and do your work you you won't get much you have to be curious and ask your other colleagues go to other departments see what they do be passionate about that in the way in that way you will really really learn from that otherwise you will just learn maybe if you start as a programmer uh, how to be a better programmer but not a better game developer Uh, you were just talking about like your process. Um, how do you go on about like um, planning a new project that you're starting? What's uh, what do you do there? Like, what are the steps for you when you start on a bigger game project like Mister Not Enough Is Enough? So as as I quickly said before, it, it's not like I really really uh, sit on a chair and say, okay, I have to do a new project. Let's let's think about a new project because I it, it's hard for me because my mind says okay you could do everything what what do, what do you do I I don't really work well that's why with Gem I have less issues because you have a team you have less time so you also have to uh, pick an idea and then start from that mm-hmm. but when I, when I'm not doing a Gem so I have all the time that I want I usually just just hope literally i just literally hope that my heart says like you want to say this you want to create this because you want to express yourself i just hope that that happens and sometimes it happens when i'm doing another game so uh i sometimes i really write these ideas uh, sometimes it's just a word sometimes it's a phrase sometimes it's like almost a pitch of a game um and then when i completed a game i see if if I still feel that feeling, so if I still uh, feel like I want to tell that thing, or it's not something that um, it's it's uh, I feel strong inside me, because in that case I feel like all the attention to details, etc., my passion will not really uh, shine because I don't really feel a connection with the, the idea that I'm mm-hmm. creating. And so it's really it's really like that. I'm happy that I have a project in mind that I really want to to make. It it will maybe feel simpler than Mr. Not, but um, if if I will have time, it's the project that I want to make next. So luckily, I I have a direction for now. After that, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to hear. I I bet uh, I I know I am going to be very happy to play your games so i really enjoy the things that you create uh since like uh i think you started uh when you started doing WebXR stuff you were mainly doing um work on components for wonderland engine to you know build your own games as well uh, i am currently using one of your components as well for compo- uh, for controllers which just makes uh using inputs just super easy just wraps the whole WebXR api really well definitely uh <laughs> recommend everyone to check it out Links will be in the yeah, description. Back in the day, back in the day, I was also like super surprised because the same kind of amount of attention to detail that you put into Mr. Not, right, was put into this component. But back in those days, it was like it was so polished because you could exactly see, like, if you if you have the quest controllers, for example, see how the um, joystick wiggles when when you actually wiggle it, and it would map that correctly in. Uh, in VR and I was like that was something that I only seen in native experiences so far where like Oculus with their default native APIs they do that kind of thing but I've never seen that kind of level of detail in 
uh, in VR before. So that was like uh, in WebXR, sorry, in WebXR before. So that was super, super cool to see. But you've also built a couple of other components, right? With mm-hmm. like console VR or the grab and throw component for also both Wonderland Engine, which I greatly appreciate. But. <laughs> yes, yes. When I, when I started, I really wanted to uh, get my hands on the engine. And uh, I, I'm glad that even in that case, I had some ideas that I really wanted to make. Like I, I realized that there wasn't some input uh, API, let's say. And I said like, oh, well, I, I could have fun doing it. Sometimes I have... I have a bit of an issue because I really like to re- rebuild stuff myself. It's really both because I'm I'm more familiar with it, but also because I really it's it's what I like most about coding. Not really doing a, um, very complex thing or uh, optimizing thing, as Jay knows very well. Um, but yeah. doing interface and um, things that. I, I I use and I say, wow, this is pretty easy to use. It has everything I need more than the code itself. So when when I understood like there was no inputs, I said like, okay, I will bid one, and I I bet <laughs> other people will like that and use it. And I I, I remember it was I was surprised that uh, the thing that that people were more surprised about the gamepad example was, as you say, that the buttons were animated. Well, for me, it was just really a um, side effect because I have to test. I had to test the, um, the API, <laughs> so uh-huh. I made all the effort to animate the, the gamepad just to the bug. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes. And af- after I, I heard about the excitement about that, I went on to rebuild the model from Jesa that I always mm-hmm. include and to make them more compatible and easy to work with uh, to animate. And yep. create create the gamepad animator component that lets you do that thing very 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 easily. Nice, yeah. After that, I I go on build, build the console VR because I really really don't know. Maybe some of you don't use it. I'm fine with that, but I really don't know how you you can develop in VR without the console VR because it's really really a magical tool for me. Uh, oh, I built it! I'm so good uh, because uh, <laughs> I just I just don't make any mistakes coding. That's my secret, so I don't get any errors. So I don't need to <laughs> log them, you know. If you are, if you are a super good programmer, you don't need any install. <laughs> yes, but I really really told myself like after two weeks of. Uh, VR development, I said, like, I, I don't want to remove my headset every time I have to see a, a, a console error. I want to see this. So I went on to build it. And I really, really <laughs> think it, it's one of the best ideas I could have because it it, um, it makes me um, makes things easier, faster. I, I <laughs> take back a lot of time by using it. And I'm glad I did it. And I, I wish, I wish, I re- really wish more the gamepad that people tried it because I think um, it will make a difference. Maybe right now it seems like an extra tool, but it's really, 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 really useful. What what I was what I was wondering was so uh, you come you likely come from more of a C plus plus Unity background, right? Yes, yes. I I started with C plus plus and in Ubisoft I used that. We okay. we didn't use Unity, but um, I, we could say I was familiar with. Uh, an engine that was maybe like more like Unreal than Unity. 
Okay. And uh, how was the transition to becoming a WebXR developer? Your main tool is, as far as I know, from the start, uh, have, has been Wonderland Engine. And how was that transition for you to JavaScript and learning that and making? That's uh, an interesting question because um, Wonderland is not my main tool in WebXR. It's literally my only tool here because I, <laughs> I in the end, I found myself well. I put a lot of effort to get used to it and to create my sort of uh, environment to be comfortable and have my my own tools built with it that are pretty easy to integrate, honestly. And um, maybe the uh, the transition to Wonderland was not hard because I was already familiar with Unity and it's it's very, very similar to that. Uh, you, it also improved a lot over the over these years and a half. So maybe a year and a half was a bit harder to work with it. Um, if you if you were not a coder or a developer yourself, uh, maybe right now it's a bit easier. But the uh, for me the, the main issue was with um, going to JavaScript because I was really, really used to C, C++, so typed language. I also used uh, um, a bit, a bit um, my fair share of uh, C Sharp, and that's very similar to C and C++ in, in lots of ways, while JavaScript, it's very, a very, very different language. So at first, I really, really um, didn't like it, because, mostly because there, there are no, no types. And you, you do a lot of uh, stupid mistakes, like you forget to call this because in JavaScript you have to use it uh, every time you do something. Variables, even if you haven't declared them, are used. So there, there is a lot of things that are very, very shady. And now I'm used to that. So I, I, I don't do the, the same mistakes, but the first months were, were really like a week wasted on on a, a this not used uh, something like this <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, over time it, it, i mean apart from this thing javascript is an easy language overall um, so it's not like it's hard to use it wonderland engine api are um, very very easy to use and are not very much so you, you also are not many i mean it's not like to Understand the Wonderland engine side of JavaScript is is easy for me. The hardest part was really getting the mindset of working with JavaScript. Uh, but I have to say that um, when you understand the JavaScript mindset, you also find it uh, like a bit magical, and you start to do things that you were <laughs> you were not allowed to do in the in the legal space of C plus <laughs> plus. <laughs> But it it it's really um, after uh, after a year and a half that I'm using it, I sit I really starting to like it and to like the chance that it gives me. And I, I just wish it was a bit more typed, uh, maybe also by default without having to add something. Just because it it will be more easy to check. Uh, that's my biggest issue. But apart from this, that, there's a new tutorial just recently released on the Wonderland Engine tutorials page about TypeScript and setting up TypeScript. So in case you want JavaScript with types, <laughs> and uh, you can I, go I, ahead and try it. Uh, I, I think that. maybe I would have lo loved to have that 
I here I go, but now I'm so used to JavaScript that <laughs> I, I feel like I don't need it anymore. <laughs> I feel like I, I know everything right now. <laughs> yeah, it might still provide some useful type yes, checks yes. at I, uh, I, compile time. So I think it will, but I don't know. Right, like right now, I don't feel the need, but maybe a good idea in the future. So it's it's very very nice that now you have the chance to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I also really like uh, that um, with JavaScript and also being a browser thing, it's pretty easy to integrate new tool that you find. I, I don't feel like with C and C++ it was, it was that easy to do that, while with JavaScript it really is just like, okay, mm -hmm. I grab and add it to the project and it works. Mm -hmm. it, it's not really a matter of Wonderland supports it or not. If it is a top-level thing, it will just work. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear. That's pretty cool. So since Mr. Not Enough is Enough is done now, <laughs> um, what's uh, the next game? Do you want to talk about that? I, I don't really feel like uh, talking about this. Maybe the only thing I will say is that this was a game that I wanted to make uh, as an end of... Um, as an end of as an end project of the master that, that I uh, I did, it was in C++. Mm -hmm. uh, it was meant to be a simple project because I also uh, went on to build the rendering pipeline and stuff like that. But over time, mm -hmm. I think working with Ubisoft, I dropped the idea. But um, I it it uh, it stuck in my mind, and I feel like uh, I have to to do that. I feel like even though um, I'm not in the same situation that I was before, even though it's similar now, um, I, I still want to create this experience and keep it out from me because otherwise I will, I will always have it here in my mind. Like, yes, there is this game. Yes, there is this game. So I, I have to do this game <laughs> at some point. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that then. Yes. Uh, thank you. A decade in the making or something. <laughs> the the only thing is that I'm I'm not sure it will be um, out soon because right now it's not. Um, let's say that my next thing will not be a project of mine, but I will look into uh, working in the field as a professional for other people. So that will slow down my uh, personal uh, journey, let's say. But this is not a. Um, uh, I mean, I will I will try to see if I manage to get a balance between doing professional work, but also going on with my own stuff, because for me, it's really, really important. And I want to participate in, in the WebXR field, not just as a professional, but also as, as myself. And so I think I will find the time and the space to, to do it. And I hope it will be it will be a nice experience to have on on the WebXR. Taking a bit of a tangent here, or taking a bit of a uh, of a fork in the road, um, I would be very interested now that you've basically built a very very polished experience for WebXR, and you mentioned that you learned giving feedback through Ludum Dare or Ludum Dare, whatever it's pronounced. Um, no, what no kind one of knows. feedback? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> what kind of feedback can you give um, current WebXR developers that have published an experience or are currently working on a WebXR experience um, mm. that they can achieve this kind of polish themselves? I think that 
um, I'm, I don't have any really super high hand skill in a lot of the fields that I have used for my game. Like I've modeled the, the object in my game, but it's not like I have, it, it was really my very first project where I modeled and SFX and stuff like that. I think that, uh, you, you really have to, uh, understand why you want to to be part of the WebXR and why you are passionate about this. Because you don't have to, uh, sometimes people just want to uh, do a thing. And with this, I mean, like, they they don't really want that, but would like to want it. <laughs> I don't know if this is clear, uh, but yeah. with, with this, I mean that you really have to understand if this is the thing you are looking for, if... Uh, if you if you feel like you really want to create for WebXR, apart this very metaphorical advice, I I think that another important thing for me uh, on when when I develop a VR experience is not focus just on the gameplay. It's not really just about the thing you are doing inside the game, but how you are doing it and how immersed. In, the, in that experience you are, because really, for me, VR is all about immersion, and that's the main goal you, you have to have. It, it has to be fun, but you, it also has to feel like you are inside, inside that experience. Apart from the gameplay mechanic that you mentioned, most people experiences basically boil down to, what does a game need to be a polished game if it's not just the game or gameplay or yes. game mechanic, what kind of other areas yes. can one f focus on? I think that maybe when you talk about gameplay, it's a bit weird because one could say a game is all about gameplay and uh, mm -hmm. including everything. So it could be like, uh, don't focus on the gameplay, focus on nothing else because there is nothing else about the gameplay. But um, it's really like also the presentation, like lots of game when you um it, it's it's more normal in 2d games i i mean non vr games but when in vr i enter the session that that means i enter in the vr uh, game and i am presented with a huge flat ui um, screen with play with with all the option to start the game i feel like that's really a waste of vr potential because in vr you could be like imagine like being real life you are not presented with huge 2d things but you have objects that you can touch you can use you can really make your gameplay uh, start with a more personal touch like in my game for example there is not in, in miss or not there is not uh, a start button you really find yourself in front of uh, a yellow coin and you have to throw it and that will make you start the game maybe in my case it's um, more mysterious it's it does not it does not have to be that uh, that enigmatic uh, but it really feels like uh, you are inside a space while a huge panel just reminds you this is a game it's it's what screams to me this is a game it's like play to play and for me that's a waste of vr potential so maybe if we have to use another word uh, word that it's not gameplay it uh, focuses also on the presentation of your game because it's really really important in vr 
Okay, interesting. I hope that's going to give uh, some people out there some inspiration. For people just starting out, maybe not getting into WebXR development yet, do you have any tips for them to maybe get into WebXR quicker <clears throat> or notes about JavaScript that might help people to Any resources that maybe that helped you out that you would recommend? Um, so uh, it, it really depends on if they are already coder and have dev experience or not. Uh, if they have some dev and code experience, I think like uh, starting with Wonderland and with uh, JavaScript, it's really, really a good idea because it's an engine that's um, very similar to other engines that are already there for game developing. And it's really straightforward to use. It, it's really easy to build an application. It uh, deploys everything. It builds the games for you. It launches for you. It's it's pretty easy also. the. Um, how do you say that the when that, that you code you start and it opens in the browser it all works very well the flow of this um of the development is pretty is pretty easy um so starting with wonderland engine it's it's a nice idea even if you have no code or development experience because being so similar to unity you could try to understand maybe unity and then go back to wonderland to uh, feel yourself at home, at least a bit. And I, I, I think that starting out, uh, you could really feel overwhelmed because you may don't know what to create. But as they always say, start simple. Make a game where you have to grab a thing, make a game where you have to move and reach small objectives. Uh, if you manage to merge this with uh, an idea you have, you make it very, 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 very small and you could make a game about moving to one point to another and it could still feel nice. So I remember you did an experience uh, called Mescolato and I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that because for me it seemed, while artistic, a little cryptic because I wasn't really sure what it was effectively um, set out to be. Uh, so maybe you want to go into why you built it and yes, yes. Uh, what it does. Why? Th that's funny. That this was um, at the time I was exploring the blend uh, options of Wonderland. Um, mm -hmm. I, I also didn't really know what blend was in the in the shader uh, field. Uh, so it was a, a way for me to understand the options, what it could offer me. And so I just started to create materials with uh, with the blend settings. And at some point I thought like, um, I, I really, really, um, using Twitter, saw a lot of people that create small experience or images or little GIF that are so, so nice to do that. And I said like, maybe I can create a very, very small uh, thing that's nice to see. Um, I, I this really was my, the idea that I that I had in mind, and um, I, I thought like I could use this blend uh, blend journey, blend learning experience that I'm doing, and complete it uh, with with an experience that I will make that will feel like this, that will feel like nice to see, but simple, nothing nothing complex because you can really do nothing in that. Is it just uh, sense since uh, I don't know how you say that, but you just have to experience it. Mm -hmm. It's funny because yep. I think that 
the best part of Mescolato is the dome generation, like the spheres that appear and are scattered all throughout you. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was really a side effect of the thing because um, when when the the snake that flows around you appears, uh, it it was made through uh, it's the spheres use a blend settings mm -hmm. that makes you see the negative of the colors that are behind it. But they needed a background because otherwise there, there, was, there would have been no uh, thing to do the negative of. And it would have, it would have just yeah. seems the green. And I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to use a texture because uh, that's another thing that I really, really like about VR is doing 3D stuff and not using mm -hmm. 2D uh, environment. Um, and so I thought, how can I generate a background that can um, make you see the uh, blend effect of the snake. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about this uh, dome generation, these spheres scattered all throughout with different colors and and also wanted it to be created. Don't, I didn't want to, you, you were thrown in, in the experience, all the spheres were, were already there. More um, very similar to like Mr. Not, where you start black and the things create around you. I feel like this mm -hmm. is uh, a powerful thing that makes you feel like you are slowly, slowly introduced in a world because the world creates around you. And so I, I thought about this uh, sphere animation where all the spheres goes into place and was I think it turned out pretty, pretty, pretty well. So I'm, I'm happy I have done that. And honestly, it was also when I, when I look at how much time I, I needed to create it, it was really, really a low amount. And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Like I say, that's, that's no, that, that's not true. I, I've cheated on my time, time thing, time track. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was, it's actually incredible how many different things you did over the past one and a half years, apart from like the full game and the many little tools. Uh, I think we haven't even spoken about the tweaking tool. The easy tune. Um, easy tune, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I remember you also built a like building tool called Sketchy together with Yinch. Yes. And uh, that was also super impressive. So like... Uh, it seems like the um, optimizations with console VR and EasyTune <laughs> that you did to kind of improve your work workflow even beyond what uh, Wonderland Engine provides uh, probably paid off there and like made you hyper productive. Yes, that's pretty pretty cool. Yes, that that's true. I I really started with creating this tool because I thought if I have this, I will feel more comfortable uh, with working in later experience and it really turned out to be true because the console VR, the gamepad, the easy tune really helped me um, be quicker with developing because all the stuff that may annoy you while you are developing were already taken off and I already know that I have a good base uh, on, to build on on top of. And for example, Sketchy was um, another application that it was not an idea of mine, but uh, another um, another WebXR enthusiast asked me to do that. Um, <laughs> it was really, really a fun experience. And I, w when it was presented to me, I thought it will uh, it would have um, taken more time. 
to create it. Mm -hmm. But really, thanks to, to all these tools and honestly also to uh, how easy it is to develop, and to develop both in JavaScript and with Wonderland, it, it really was faster than expected because um, maybe maybe for a new user, VR can feel like a, a completely different world. It's like not approachable, but it's really like 3D development. It's it's more like design side that it's different because you have to use different kind of inputs and uh, um, user experience side. It's it's different how you interact it with, with the world, but the development side it's really it's really just the same thing. And of course, thanks to Wonderland, thanks thanks to Wonderland, I I don't even have to uh, worry about like uh, performance. Luckily, because I really not a performance guy, and I I would have already. Drop off the boat if I had problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest Amazing. to that as well. That performance is uh, something that I'm glad I don't have to care too much about. With, uh, Wonderland. <laughs> when during uh, Boulder World we have so many textures in the scene, it's it's uh, yeah, it would have become certainly an issue in other frameworks. By yeah, li likely you don't have to take care of that because when when I was building Mr. Not, I really went wild with particles and stuff and just hoped Wonderland <laughs> would have uh, would have managed to um, to manage that and luckily they did and yeah. I and I used the uh, quest one so I think on quest two it was it should work even better even if it doesn't lack yeah. for, for what I know certainly well I'm super super happy to hear that because that's effectively what Wonderland engine was built for right so people can Developers can focus on their application rather than focusing on performance. So that's absolutely perfect. I, I mean, for me, that's beautiful final words. <laughs> Where do uh, people find you online, people? Uh, I think um, I, I'm really not super active. I, I, it's not like I have a website, but you can follow me on Twitter. And it's um, at SeniorPeople. I don't even know my my Twitter username. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the description for that, sure. That's perfect. And also, if you want, you can uh, see all the things that I did over the years on on my each page. Uh, it's literally mm -hmm. it's literally everything that I built up apart for like uh, high school little programs. Uh, that's that that doesn't that are not there. But if you want, I can send even that because I I really really want that uh, takes everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing. I definitely and, recommend uh, people I, I, check it check the HIO page out, which will of course be in the yes, description yes. as well. Yes, there are there are some games some games that maybe worth check if you want to have some funds and some other ones that. Mm, maybe maybe it's better <laughs> just to to scroll <laughs> and go to see others. Amazing! It was super super cool to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time, and I recommend people to go and check out the game Mister Not Enough Is Enough on Construct Arcade. Um, it's there for free, and just like grab your quest and play it, and uh, play it from start to finish. It's a little bit difficult, but hang through because it's it is super super cool uh, also don't forget to log in on Costa Arcade to have the full experience ah, <laughs> to to get leaderboard entries yes, yes. thank you awesome. I, I, I was also very pleased to um, to be invited to do this podcast and it was really 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 nice to talk with you thank you so much it's an honor to talk much. to you as well wonderful 
Thanks everyone for listening and hear you guys next time. Bye bye. bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the White Rabbit WebXR podcast. Please make sure to follow the podcast, it helps us out. And follow us on Twitter at WebXR Podcast.